Locked On Podcast Network presents Locked On Sports Today. Arrival dissects the Philadelphia Eagles. What goes in to a Rookie of the Year campaign? And we get an inside look at Aaron Rodgers from a guy who caught passes from him last season. I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the can't-miss stories and biggest debates in sports. You're Locked On Sports Today. Searching all major sports. Found. Let's start with the biggest story. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel, the official sports book of Locked On. Make every moment more. Go to FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started. All right, we're out here at Radio Row Super Bowl 57. It's the Chiefs and the Eagles. And I'm here with the most recognizable man on Radio Row right now because of the big hat. The big hat trend starter, Brian Robinson Jr. And, and Brian, I got to ask you about the big hat because everyone's asking you about the big hat. When you start, when you put it on the first time, did you have any idea this is where we'd be and it'd be uh, like crazy? I had no idea. Like I was honestly just joking. Like I was literally just playing around in the locker room, but I, I did put it on at a serious time where it was kind of like some important eyes on me at the time. So they was probably kind of wondering like why I was like in a joke, like joking around and playing with the big hat, like at a serious time. But that's my personality though. That's who I am. Like I, like I be, I'd be serious, but I'd be playing at the same time. Like, just to let people know, like, open up sometimes. Even in the most important, most serious times, sometimes it's cool to be yourself and open up. So I wore this when they gave me my game ball uh, after uh, my first 100-yard game. You know, I came in a circle with the big hat on. You know, I just thought it was funny, you know, and, uh, just so people could see, you know, that not only, you know, I go out and perform and do everything to make sure I perform, at a high level, but I still be myself and show personality, you know, even when I'm being recognized for, you know, just you know, playing well. So, uh, you mentioned it was a, a serious time for you. You went through a, as serious an ordeal as, as you can go through um, with with the armed robbery. You were you were shot at, at any point. Were you like, I don't know if I'm going to get to play football again? Uh, like after the incident happened, you know, um, I just had that whole night before I had talked to the doctors. Uh, you know, to get information, you know, based on, like, what I was going to have to do. And, you know, once they, you know, brought the information to me, you know, obviously it was just like, I can't even explain that feeling. But, uh, you know, it was probably that first night in the hospital. I really didn't know. I didn't know where things were were, were going. Then the next day I got information, and I, I've been going since. <laughs> what was it like to be back on the practice field for the first time, to, to understand with where you had come from to this moment? I mean, it was a great feeling, you know, for weeks, for weeks and weeks I was working, you know, doing everything literally in my power to, uh, you know, give myself an opportunity to, you know, just get back out there. You know, I didn't really care how long it had took. I didn't put no timetable on it. I didn't, I didn't care if it took two, four, six, it didn't matter. I was just, you know, doing everything I needed to do to, you know, give myself, you know, a chance. And I felt like I did that and, you know, uh, I'm good. Did you ever have a moment where you were like, I don't want this this thing to define my career. I don't want this to be the thing I'm known for. Like, I, I want it to be for what I do on the field. Right, obviously not. Like, I worked so hard, extremely hard, like, you know, my whole entire life to you know, just play in the NFL, you know, uh, staying away from, like, trouble and violence and gun violence and stuff, like, back where I'm from. And then to be, you know, the victim and attack, you know, just on a random, you know, a random attack and, you know, almost, you know, end my career that I worked so hard for before it even start. You know, it's, it's crazy, you know, it's uh, it's traumatic, but um, 
you know, to be able to, you know, live on and continue to, you know, walk in my shoes and, you know, be able to tell this story one day is what, you know, make it even special. So you had the opportunity to play against the Eagles twice this season, uh, at least your team did. And so what what makes Philly so tough? Uh, they're very, uh, they're, they're a tough team. You know, I mean, you let them get momentum and get going, they're hard to stop. You can't stop them once they get going. So, uh, you know, they're a very high momentum team. If you let them get to rolling, they will roll over you. And, and so what, what do you think Kansas City can do to stop that from happening? I think they can stop that from happening by, um, you know, extending their, their their time possessions on the field and, you know, uh, keeping Patrick Mahomes on the field as long as they possibly can to uh, put up as many points as they can to um, just kind of slow down the momentum of uh, Philadelphia offense when they get going. Stay up to date on the Washington Commanders by subscribing to Locked On Sports today and Locked On Commanders on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Thanks for making Locked On Sports today your first listen. Coming up, Aiden Hutchinson tells us what goes into a Rookie of the Year campaign. But first, a crazy busy trade deadline in the NBA. This year, the only app you need for your Super Bowl party is FanDuel, America's number one sports book. We're really excited about our new sports betting partner for Locked On because they're the number one sports book in America. It's FanDuel. And if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better. They have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. Download FanDuel now so you can bet Super Bowl 57 with a no-sweat first bet. You'll get up to $3,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. You can do this all on the FanDuel Sportsbook app that is safe, secure, and super easy to use. So join FanDuel today at FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to claim your no-sweat first bet on Super Bowl 57. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Now, here's what you need to be locked on today. And just like that, the championship era in Brooklyn came to an abrupt and disappointing end. I'm Adam Arbuck with the Locked On Nets podcast. And in the wee hours of the trade deadline morning, the Brooklyn Nets made their second franchise-altering move. This time, though, sending the crown jewel, Kevin Durant, out the door on his way to the Phoenix Suns. Now, in exchange for the superstar talent, the Brooklyn Nets are getting back quite a haul. First round picks in 2023, 25, 27, and 29, in addition to a 2028 pick swap. They'll also be gaining Mikhail Bridges, Cam Johnson, and Jay Crowder. Along for the ride with Kevin Durant to Arizona is TJ Warren, and it's already been speculated that the Brooklyn Nets will be looking for a trade partner to ultimately move Jay Crowder ahead of the 3 p.m. deadline. Now, in the wake of this franchise-altering news, I can certainly sit here and tell you that Spencer Dinwiddie, Dorian Finney-Smith, Cam Thomas, Nick Claxton, Mikael Bridges, and Cam Johnson can be a great new nucleus with a bright future ahead in Brooklyn. But ultimately, this is about one of the most disappointing runs for a franchise that had the highest of championship aspirations. To show for it, one playoff victory, a lot of picks, some young players, and right now in this moment, no more superstars. Be sure to be plugged into the Locked On Nets podcast. We'll be breaking down all the latest trade news around these Brooklyn Nets right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Trades, trades, trades. The LA Clippers were active at the trade deadline, and they did exactly what I wanted. I can't believe it. 
the Clippers finally have a backup big man. And guess what? He was a starting center this year. Mason Plumlee coming to LA. The guy who was the starting center of the 2016 Blazers that knocked the Clippers out. Still serviceable. Can get rebounds. Can pass the ball. Oh man, what a great move at the expense of Reggie Jackson, who I've been saying needs to get traded, but I have so much to say about Reggie and his tenure with the Clippers. Also, John Wall going to Houston. Eric Gordon, an original Clipper drafted by the franchise in 2008, is coming back and maybe the toughest loss though for the Clips in this one. Luke Kennard being traded to Memphis. Clippers trading two second round picks to the Denver Nuggets for Bones Highland. Young, exciting scorer. Going to be talking about all these moves on Locked On Clippers. Josh Hart is a Nick, and the Cam Reddish saga is over in New York. Alex Wolf here from Locked On Knicks, and the Knicks give up Cam Reddish and a protected first-round pick, their own first-round pick this year, protected in the lottery. Otherwise, it conveys his four second-round picks, most likely going to convey as a mid-to-late first-round pick this year. So not exactly a small price for Josh Hart, but Josh Hart is a proven NBA-ready rotation player. He's shooting his worst from three this year, which you hope can improve, but otherwise he does all the things that you want on an NBA court and certainly all the things that Tom Thibodeau values in a player. He's going to play defense. He's going to push the pace. He's going to rebound the heck out of the ball. He's one of the best rebounders for a guard in the NBA. So pretty great player to bring in. The price may be too high, maybe not. I guess we'll see. And is this the Knicks' last move? That we'll also see, and we'll have more for you on Locked on Knicks. After months of speculation, the Bucks finally get there, man. Jay Crowder is coming to Milwaukee. My name's Kane Pittman. I'm the host of the Locked on Bucks podcast. Jay Crowder, also a former Marquette man, so he is familiar with the area. Comes to Milwaukee as they make their push for a title. George Hill, Serge Barker, Jordan Mora on the way out along with five second-round picks. Now, that is a lot, but across the league at the deadline, we saw second-round picks get thrown around like they're nothing. So overall, a pretty good deal for the Bucs. It gives them defensive versatility. Remember, they might be on a collision course for a series with the Boston Celtics, and you can't get enough defensive wings that can go up against a guy like Jason Tatum and also Jalen Brown. Last year, they did not have Chris Middleton, they didn't have Joe Ingles, and they didn't have Jay Crowder. So that's a little bit of added size for this team in a potential matchup with the Boston Celtics. We're going to break down this trade, including two open roster spots for the Bucks now as a result on Locked On Bucks, wherever you get your podcast. Join us. This is Phil Ross, right? The host of Locked On Magic. Is the Orlando Magic make a deal that I think we all expected to be made? It was something that we actually saw on the horizon uh, for a while now, a deal that's been pitched around, and you know, sometimes the most obvious answer is the obvious one. The Orlando Magic are trading Mo Bamba to the Los Angeles Lakers for Pat Beverly, as well as a second round pick. Now, honestly, I thought this was Terrence Ross at the beginning because the Lakers certainly do still need some shooting. They also need a big man. So the Orlando Magic get off Mo Bamba, who's been out of the rotation uh, for most of this, for a good chunk of the season now that Mo Wagner's back, now that Wendell Carter's back, uh, and gives them a veteran point guard. Although I suspect that the Magic will buy out Pat Beverly. They'll just take that second round pick. And, and eventually maybe even promote Kevon Harris from a two-way contract to a full-time contract to give them that tough-minded guard uh, that Pat Beverly is is for, for this team. Um, Beverly obviously would help a winning team a lot more than he might help the Magic. So this feels like an economic trade, one that opens up a ton of cap room, $10 million for the Magic this offseason. 
there is another story you need to know. We are here Radio Row, Super Bowl week, Super Bowl 57. It is the Eagles and the Kansas City Chiefs. I am here with Pepsi Rookie of the Year, Aiden Hutchinson, Detroit Lions. Defensive end, outside linebacker, pass rusher, wherever you want to line him up, he's going to go hunt the quarterback. Hell yeah. And you are you are holding a big, heavy trophy. Yeah. Um, tell me tell me about Pepsi Zero Sugar. You know, I'm actually partnering up with, with Pepsi Zero Sugar and Carnival Cruises, and they're gifting me a cruise for this offseason and to go with a plus one. So that's going to be freaking awesome. But the award in and of itself is so amazing. You know, the fans voted for this. and. I just want to give a thank you to all the fans out there, man, who voted for me and, and put in their time and, and, and to get me this award. So I'm so blessed. And, um, you know, I felt like I did things on the field to, to get me this award, too. You know, so I'm, I'm, I'm grateful. Uh, you, you were you had some rare statistics. I'm, I'm putting it down. I love it. I love it. You, you had some some rare statistical achievements this year, a couple of interceptions, yeah. of course, a bunch of sacks. Well, as like as a defender, what's the best of those like force fumble interception? Like what feels the best? Sack fumble is pretty good. I, I, I would say sack fumble, but the interception is a different feeling. You know, it's it's a different kind of feeling. I never had uh, an interception before before this year, so it was um, it was amazing. I'd say in, interception is one of the coolest feelings, but sacks is one of the most gratifying. Wait. Are you telling me your your first ever interception was up? Was that Aaron Rodgers? First ever against Aaron Rodgers. Yep. What what was like? Did you get to the sideline and go, "Oh my God, that just happened"? I didn't even know what happened. I, I honestly, I'm still processing it. I can't believe I I have an interception against Aaron Rodgers. You know, it's wild. What what it seemed like in the second half, offensively you guys took off. Yeah. But defensively, I think kind of quietly, you guys locked in a little bit. It was some rookies getting the job done, especially especially rushing the passer, and then, yeah. like in in that Week 18 game at Lambeau Field, yeah. like that was maybe your best defensive performance of the season. What yeah. changed for you guys? We're just we're, we're a young team, and we're, we're we're growing up throughout the whole season. And by the end of it, it was like we were hitting that that point, that peak with all our performances, and we were we were all firing on the on the same cylinder. So it was great. What is like Dan Campbell? We know the the tough guy stuff. The, the rah-rah stuff, the run-through-a-wall stuff. What what can you tell me about Dan Campbell that might surprise me? Um, what you see is what you get with Dan Campbell. You know, I mean, it's pretty— it's That does le- not surprise it, me. It, it's <laughs> legit. It's legit. That's that's uh, hard knocks Dan Campbell. That's that's Dan Campbell for you. That's, he's like that every single day, that same intensity. Last thing, what is it going to take for Detroit to get over the hump uh, and, and get into, you, like, could have been a playoff team this year, pretty close to getting there. What is, what is it going to take to get to that next level? Consistency, you know. I mean, we showed we, we were a playoff team this year, didn't make it in. We had to do it the whole season next year, and we'll get in. No, we should, you know. Stay up to date on the Detroit Lions all season with Locked On Sports today and Locked On Lions on YouTube or wherever you get podcasts. Coming up, we get the inside scoop on Aaron Rodgers. Looking for all the deliciousness you want from a snack without the fat and calories? Then you got to try Built Bar. We just got through the holidays, and I know my goal was to eat a little healthier this year. And if you're like me, you you want to eat healthier, but you don't want to compromise taste. And that's where Built Bar comes in. It is my go-to. Whether I'm running out the door to go run an errand, or whether I'm going to work out, or whether I'm coming back from working out, or whether I am just hungry and want something that is not going to make me feel guilty for eating it and guilty for enjoying it. That is a key thing because these things are the truth when it comes to delicious factor. 100% real chocolate with flavors like churro, peanut butter, brownie, coconut, almond, all the puff flavors. Uh, Like the brownie batter is crazy. The coconut puff is out of this world. 
and it's only 130 calories, four grams of sugar, 17 grams of protein. I need to restock them right now. Like as soon as I finish reading this, I, I have to go to built.com and order more, but you don't have to just go to built.com. You go to Walmart or Sam's Club. I'm a little busy. I can't get there over the next couple of days. So I'm going to go to built.com, but you can go to Walmart. Just do your regular shopping or Sam's Club, your regular shopping and grab a built bar today. And you can thank me later. We're here, Super Bowl Radio Row in Phoenix, Super Bowl 57, the Chiefs and the Eagles. I'm here with Green Bay Packers receiver Christian Watson. And, and Christian, second half of the season, it seemed like things started to, I don't know if it was slowed down or what, what, what was the difference for you as you really took off in this Packers offense? Um, I think for me, it was really just kind of setting myself free and, and you know, letting go of, you know, um, the ups and the downs of the past and, and kind of just, you know, having that confidence level, uh, you know, rise and, and just keep it where it was at. Um, you know, I think once I was able to play free and then, uh, you know, just do my thing and just be the player that I knew I knew I could be, um, I think it was kind of wraps at that point. Um, but, uh, I mean, for me, it was really just getting that confidence level up and, and just, you know, regardless of, you know, the outcome of, you know, any play, uh, you know, any practice, just, just knowing that, you know, I can, I can do this and, uh, you know, I can compete against these guys and just go, go forward and just be me. I, I hate to do this to you, but I talked to your mom mm -hmm. and she said Christian would never admit it, but what happened in week one, that first play, it had to have affected him. I know it affected him. I'll ask you flat out, how, how did it affect you? Um, I mean, for me, I, it was more so just uh, it, it was a play that I obviously, you know, knew I could make, um, you know, a play that I had made, you know, hundreds, you know, maybe thousands of times <laughs> in, in my life, you know, whether that's practice or just, you know, you know, just throwing the ball around. I mean, I, that was pretty much, you know, pitch and catch at that point, you know, wide open, uh, you know, free touchdown for me. Uh, so, I mean, for me, it was, I was really just disappointed in myself because, you know, that was obviously, you know, my debut. Uh, you know, obviously you want to show the world who I am. Um, and, you know, I, I don't think that's, you know, who I am. So, um, you know, that, that was obviously, you know, tough to, to, you know, start that way. I think it's easier to see in the NBA when, when a guy – he has a rookie season. And he goes, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get in the lab in the offseason. I'm going to add this to my game. I'm going to add this to my game. When we come back the next year, and we see, oh, he's got that turnaround jumper now. He's got that post game now. I think it's harder in football because we don't always see it in, in obvious ways. What do you feel like you need to add to your game to, to get it to where you want to be? Uh, I mean, for me, I think it's just a few nuances, uh, you know, in my route running and creating separation. Um, you know, I, you know, I want to focus on, the, you know, the beginning and the end of my route. Um, so, you know, that's, you know, releases um, and then just, you know, creating separation, you know, keeping my shoulders square, you know, running down the field, tracking the ball. Um, and then just consistency with catching. I mean, you know, regardless of, you know, how many or, you know, how good you are at catching, you know, there's always room to improve, you know, just make it kind of like clockwork. Um, so, I mean, for me, the jugs machine is going to be huge. Um, and then, you know, just, yeah, just, just working on, you know, those, those releases and just finding more ways to create separation down the field. Late in the season, we saw you more in the slot and, and a lot of time as the third man in on a, on a trip side. What, is that, what does that allow you to do and, and what does that bring to the Packers offense? Um, I feel like it just opens things up a little bit more. Um, it makes you know them have to bring more guys out to, to cover everybody. Um, you know, obviously, you know from the from the three or the two spot. Um, you know, obviously there's a, there's you know more you know crossing routes that I could be doing. You know, you know taking the top off the middle. Um, so you know, I, I just think that it you know is able to you know open me up in ways. You know, creating mismatches. You know, whether that's a you know a linebacker. You know, hopefully that obviously that's the plan every time if you get a linebacker on me. But you know, whether that's the safety uh, nickel. Um, you know, versus that, obviously you know having those you know speedier, uh, more technical guys on the outside and I feel like it just opens things up up for our offense a little more so early in the season you know you were you were playing when you were when you before the, the injury 
you were playing, but it, it was a seemingly like a limited role, a lot of jet sweeps and a lot of clear outs where you're not the number one option. But then Aaron Rodgers, he goes on TV and says, Christian's open, I'm watching the tape, he's getting open. Unfortunately, you have the injury, but then you come back and it's like, okay, now we're going to, he's going to be a major part of the offense. And Matt LaFleur says in a press conference, we think Christian can do everything that, that he needs to in this offense. Did something change, do you think? Did, did you feel a difference between the, the first half and the second half of the season, whether it was in practice or whatever it was? Uh, I think for me it was more so just building that confidence up with 12 and, and the coaches and, and my teammates. Um, you know, obviously I didn't participate in, in uh, you know, training camp and I missed out on a lot of reps to, to um, you know, build that confidence up and, and uh, you know, ha- kind of have that, you know, camaraderie with the, with the guys. Um, so, you know, I think as I was able to, you know, get more reps with, with you know, 12 and, and get more reps in the, in the offense, I was able to obviously, you know, show, uh, show everybody who I was and the type of player I was and, and the plays that I was able to make. And, and uh, you know, once that, once that confidence was there in me, I think I got a lot more opportunity. I know that that the answer that you're supposed to give is it doesn't matter to me. I'm just going to catch from whoever I, I get the ball from. But but do you have to be paying attention to what's going on with with the quarterback situation in Green Bay because it's it's a big deal. Uh, yeah, no, I mean I think I think it's a big deal for sure. Uh, I mean obviously you know love Jordan. Uh, I think he's a you know great player. Um, you know and I also you know love 12 and and I would you know, obviously you know love to continue playing with him. Uh, but you know obviously you know that's. Uh, you know, obviously, I, I tap into it every now and then if there's, you know, some some truth to what's being said <laughs> on the social media, um, and not just, you know, opinions or, or uh, you know, assumptions. Um, but I mean, at the end of the day, it's, it, that's above me, so I, I'm just going to control what I can control and, and you know, work, work on myself this offseason and you know, whatever unfolds, unfolds. All right, Christian, just you and me. Do you, forget about the camera. What, what's who's going to be the quarterback? <laughs> so, like I said, that's above me. It's above me. I have no clue. I'm just I'm just doing me. And stay up to date all year on the Green Bay Packers by subscribing to Locked On Sports today. And of course, Locked On Packers on YouTube or wherever you get podcasts. Thanks for making Locked On Sports today your first listen. Go find your favorite team's Locked On podcast and make them your second listen. Coming up on Monday, we will crown a new Super Bowl champion. Or one will have been crowned. We'll talk about it on Monday's show. So at least until tomorrow, stay Locked On Sports today.